0: Hello, good afternoon, good evening, good night, good whatever we've got going on. It's Julie, I'm back again, and this is take three of this very episode. Why take three? I have no flipping clue. So the first time I published this episode, and, well, I didn't quite get to publishing it. I got to recording it, and it was approximately 16 minutes long. And then I went to shut it off, and it wouldn't shut off. It wouldn't stop recording. So then I went into about what uh, at least a minute of me like in hysterics laughing because I couldn't get this thing to stop. So then when I finally somehow, you know, just flipped the screen up so that it stopped everything, I lost the recording entirely. I went okay, well, I guess that one wasn't supposed to happen. So then I re-recorded it and added Actually, no, I took off like five minutes of it and I even published that one and something in me a few hours later said, delete it. So I did. I deleted the entire episode and then all kinds of things started to happen. So I got phone calls that were coming in and they were adding to the content they didn't know they were adding to the content. It's just that what they were saying was adding to what I had already started. So what was 16 minutes down to 10 minutes is now probably gonna be closer to 45 minutes. You might be excited about that, you might not be excited about that. I don't know what you are about that, but it is what it is. So on top of that, I kept trying to record this and I was even sitting there, I've been sick and I don't get sick very often. It's probably been three, maybe four years since I got sick last time. And this one just two and a half years and I finally got COVID. Um, And while it was just a bad cold, really, I was exhausted and just flat out. So that happened and then it all these things started to change as the cold morphed and I ended up with this cough that I couldn't clear and when I went to try to record all I was doing was coughing and I'm like oh god nobody wants to listen to that that's just gross so I had just cleared it and I was about to press go and the phone rang literally holding it in my hand. And I'm like, okay, not supposed to do that. That was about a week ago, two weeks ago. I've lost track of time. I have no idea. But here's, here's where I'm going because I was trying to figure out like uh, what I was going to talk about. And I was realizing that I was sick and I was realizing like different things. And I'm like, you know, the, our lives play key roles, but we have to listen to what's happening in our lives, the experiences, the structure, what's happening. And so what I was getting was this awareness around fever and how it's perceived within our conditioning. And like, when we get a fever, people believe that that's unhealthy. That's bad. But it's actually a healthy response. So what I was compiling in my head around this episode was also the metaphor of fever as negative emotion. And we perceive negative emotion to be like fever. It's bad. We have to get it gone. Move it on. Don't feel it unless it is in this way, shape, or form. So it's one of the few things that men are quote-unquote allowed to experience in our cultural conditioning. That is not my perception. That is not a healthy perception either because every single person in the world, unless they are obviously a sociopath of some sort they have emotions they have all of the emotions so therefore they are supposed to be feeling the emotions but we are conditioned not to pardon me i am i am still coughing a little bit i'm going to try not to do this much <clears throat> um so what what do we do with the fever with the negative emotion it's there it's there to tell us that something is out of balance that that something is occurring in our body in our emotional body or our physical body that is out of balance that is attacking so what it's attacking is the question who it's attacking how it's attacking so the fever is attacking the germs. And it's trying to burn them off so that the white blood cells can do their their thing and get it all back into balance. But if you squash the fever too soon, if it only gets to 99 or 100 degrees, and then you are taking something to get it back down to 98 or lower, whatever, you know, we. We're not 98.6 all the time. Sometimes it can be 97.2 or whatever. That's still fine. Um, When we have the fever, it's to put things in balance, but it needs to do its job. It needs to burn off those cells. So if it starts to reach over 102, then and for a significant amount of time, 24, 36 hours. Now, again, I'm not your medical advice. Please don't be using this as your medical experience. You just take what I have to say, process it through yourself, your intuition, your knowledge, and do what you see is best. But I'm not a medical professional, so don't be using this as advice. But in all the research that I've done, in, in everything that I have come across over the Multitude of decades of research that I've been doing, blah, blah, blah. A fever is a healthy response. So if it gets to about 102 for a long amount of time, you want to bring it down. Anything above that is definitely hospital worthy. Um, However, an example would have been my oldest daughter when she was teething. A fever can happen when babies are teething. And her natural disposition was to spike a high fever. It would not stay for very long. But I also found homeopathy way back in 1997 for me. And so I knew how to adjust her situation to make her comfortable, to put the fever back in balance. and her fever would come down. Now some mothers would freak out knowing that their their kid was at 104. I somehow intuited that this was her natural thing. I just I wasn't freaking out about it, got it under control and that was fine. So she maybe had 104 for like probably less than an hour. And then she would calm down if I found the right remedy. Which I typically did, um so I have a baseline in homeopathy as well. It's not I didn't study up a whole lot, I've done a lot of, i don't know whatever that it's that's neither here nor there, but her fever was to the outside eye alarming but this was her normal. And you have to know your own normal. What is your baseline? What's your default that you go to? So this is physical response. Now with emotional response, we also have a default that we go to and what's acceptable. And by acceptable, I'm putting that in air quotes because we are conditioned to accept certain things. And women are classified as crazy as an, a gross generalization and overly emotional and men are what i don't know supposed to, like they're allowed to be angry or unemotional like that's it, it neither of those are healthy and they're not accurate either um <clears throat> Women being crazy. Do I want to get into that Uh, a little bit? Because my, my view on that one is that women's craziness is generations of women being unheard and unseen. And when they have a real emotional need, a real... Communication that they're trying to get across, and they can't get it across, because somebody isn't listening or they are disempowering them because they're threatened by whatever they're presenting, be it just that they are smarter or prettier or wiser or whatever the reason it doesn't even matter, or they just don't even want to do it. Um, it doesn't matter what the reason that's going to make somebody nuts. That's going to make somebody lose their flipping mind if you're not being heard. Add that to a few generations and passing down some bad information and, and whatnot. And you have a classification of women are crazy. They're not, they're not crazy. They are unheard. They are unseen. I think, and that is the easiest way to totally generalize what could be talked about for Days, weeks, months, years, decades on end. I'm not going to get into that. So the fever, the metaphor of how do you bring your emotions back into balance? Well, fever is telling you that something is out of balance. The negative emotions are also telling you that something is out of balance. Now, here's where it starts to get tricky. And you can deepen the metaphor, if you will. What happens if the fever recedes and then returns at an erratic rate, at an unforeseeable rate, um, no clear pattern per se to it? There is a pattern. I guarantee that. Whether or not you can find that pattern, that's a whole nother thing. So if it's happening on a physical response and you are having your fever and it's recurring, then that can be indicative of something, I don't know, like pneumonia that might be in the lungs. So it's it's fighting it differently. But the other thing that I had thought of in between recording of episodes was autoimmune disorders because I have great amount of friends who have tick-borne illnesses chronic and otherwise and yes chronic Lyme is real don't let anybody else tell you that it's not if you've got that <clears throat> it it's troubling but that goes with any health situation that's what i've found across the board as well when listening to people with their health concerns Our health system is so ego-driven, power-driven, that the person that you are consulting with has also been conditioned to need to have all the answers. And if they don't have the answers, they will, knowingly or unknowingly, blame you, the patient. And they will make you, they will gaslight you. They will make you feel crazy. Don't believe it be your own advocate listen to yourself no if something doesn't feel right inside of you it's not right and go to somebody who will absolutely listen to you if the first person you go to doesn't listen to you go to the second person if they don't listen keep going until you find somebody to listen to you because you're not crazy things are going wrong things are going wrong at rapid rates And here's where I was getting to. Autoimmune disorders are through the roof. What is an autoimmune? An autoimmune disorder is basically your own healthy systems now attacking itself. So let's peel that back on the metaphor emotionally. If you are experiencing negative emotions recurringly, frequently, recurring. That is the metaphor of an autoimmune disease. You're attacking yourself is probably where your pattern is at because you were conditioned to do that. You believed something somewhere along the line, typically embedded in childhood, that you weren't good enough, that you couldn't do this, that you shouldn't want this for yourself, be it a relationship, a job, to move someplace, to be, to have a different religion or to have no religion, to all of these things are conditioned within our family first, our community, which typically our families move to a community or live within a community that agrees on the overall basis of there's an acceptable way to navigate society and a community says, this is what we're agreeing on. Written or unwritten, doesn't matter. Then within that community, then you can get larger. So there's a conditioning that's happening and it's being repeated all the time. So classic example would be um, beauty magazines and now social media. Social media is just beauty magazines on steroids. It's here's your perfect, here's your ideal, this is what you should look like, this is what your love life should be like, your sex life should be like, this is what your skin type should be like, this is what's what's sexy and appealing, and this is it. And if you don't fall within those parameters, you're wrong. Well, I hate to tell you, but everything about those beauty magazines and social media is garbage. It's utter garbage. I've talked about this before and I will say it again. People put out into those magazines and into the social media what they want you to see, what they will benefit from you seeing. So if you think you've got something, you're one-upping somebody by stalking their social media, oh, I know this person and they're doing such and such and blah, blah, blah you don't know squat. And the reason you don't know squat is because that person selected that material to put out into the public eye or the the seeing eye, whatever, if, they, if it's private, if it's public, they chose that content. You have to read between the lines. You've got to see what else isn't there. How many times are they posting? Is it all the time or like complete radio silence, if you will, for six, eight months. And then it's, oh my God, look at my great vacation. <laughs> there's a whole lot that's happening in that silence that isn't being spoken about. So mild tangent, I don't know, maybe not really. There's Conditioning going on. There's, there's fever producing conditioning. And you have to understand, oh, this isn't natural. And by natural, I mean your natural ability, like your natural. We were all born with a way that we just balance ourselves, but then we're taught differently. And 90% of those teachings our fear-based teachings. If you just think baseline, we teach our kids don't cross the street, don't play in the street. Well, that's because we don't want them getting hit by traffic. Makes sense, right? And don't use knives when you're cutting your food, like let mom or dad cut it up. Well, yes and no. These things aren't inherently bad. Traffic isn't inherently bad. The road isn't inherently bad. Neither are knives. But if you don't know how to use them appropriately, then yes, they can be scary. And we have get, we've been getting into a gross abuse of political correctness and everybody being offended at everything. And I have a lot of connections in... And around the, the globe so i have a lot of cultures that i am dipping in and out of and i gotta say the american culture is so off base with their political correctness like uh the dominican the brazilians they, they don't they don't have this tender footing um of offending people but it's because We are so fear-based in the American culture. We're so worried about how we're perceived, what's going to happen, like power struggles and ego dynamics and all this stuff that plays into it, that we now start worrying about things that not only should we not be worrying about, but aren't even in our control how somebody else perceives what we say, we we might not be in an attack mode, a means of purposely offending somebody, but they can take it as being offended. Well, then that's on them. That's their belief. That's what's going on inside of them. If you are offended by something, it's because you believe something that that person just said that was relayed to you as being offensive. You, you believe what they said was true. So, no, I'm not even going to use an example. I don't even want to use an example. But you, you get the gist of what I'm saying. If you're offended, that's a trigger. Look at your trigger. Look at why you are offended because your triggers are your responsibility. They are not anybody else's. It's telling you that you have a wound there. There's something there that got hurt a long time ago that needs healing, needs some attention. So go give it to it. Okay. Fevers negative emotional response, they're, they're, they're telling you something. Come at it. Come look at it. See what's happening. Why are you having this negative response? Don't, don't judge it. Use it as information. What is that information telling you? We have a balance point. Forgive my pause there. I'm just trying to collect my, myself, and I wrote a few notes down. Um, what we have going on right now, internally and externally in the world, is a war of the old versus the new. And the new is not new, it's just coming back around. And it hasn't been back around in probably thousands of years. So it's not something that's old. It's just not known to us in this lifetime, not in balance anyway. And it's really the patriarch versus the matriarch, it's really mind and ego versus heart and soul and heart and soul is really threatening to anybody who's been living from the mind and from the ego. And here in the States, that is primarily what our entire culture is based on, is mind, ego, power, status, the classic upper class white boy syndrome it's it's having an overbearing ego an overbearing sense of confidence that isn't actually earned but just because they were conditioned this way and likewise What's happened is the feminine has become completely out of balance and they have been disempowered because everything in the world needs to balance. So we have male and female as an energy, not necessarily just as a physicality, that are balancing each other out. But if the male is way out of balance, way up in their ego, way up in their mind, then thinking like a scale, then the female is way down at the bottom, but those are coming back into balance. And it's not to take the feminine and say, now we're going to go way up and do the whole feminist thing. And we've got this. And it's not that feminism is bad. It's that everything needs to come back into balance. What's happening now is a dichotomy is starting to decrease and we're we're using the the balance, the um the moderation that's trying to come into our lifeline. But with all of that there's there's um growing pains there's disruption when when you start to dismantle the old and bring in the new people things systems it, it all goes up in arms it's all being tossed into the air and that's what we're experiencing i think that that's a great like covid is as as a pandemic is a great way to look at that because you could see it on a global scale. You could see it on a cultural scale, what happened. The shutdown, everything that stopped, that, you know, like life halted as we knew it. And then it was very slow to reengage. and we haven't, there's now this battle, now that everything is back online, if you will, Now there's a battle of trying to get back to the old, but what happened was the old was dismantled in that time, but new stuff came up in its place. An example would be how healthcare and the judicial system started to have more online meetings um, for health purposes, but then it became more high-functioning it made things move smoother. There's less people in waiting rooms because, and and therefore they're not spreading contagion because the person that you're sitting next to might have a heart condition that could be at the doctor's office versus the flu. And now that person with the heart condition is susceptible to getting the flu because somebody was in there trying to get better a situation. The the classic symptoms can be now seen over Zoom or Skype or whatever. And then that's decreasing that contagion. Then the judicial system, you could do divorces and speeding tickets and other minor infractions that are clogging up the, the courthouse. You can now see them quickly, boom, 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 While uh, sitting in an office someplace else. It decreases on traffic, decreases like time away from work, all of those things. It made it more efficient. So where one thing broke down and we're freaking out going, oh, my God, this is gone. You got to keep your eye out for what's coming up. And what wants to happen, so fevers, negative responses, like balance imbalance like it it's all all in an effort to put it back into balance, you know mother nature will she'll weed weed the society out with her storms with hurricanes or tsunamis or droughts or whatever some things need to die back and she'll rip up a few trees if there's too much happening it it all balances out some way but we've got to look at what's happening what's causing the negative response the perceived negative It's just a lower vibration, if you will, lower end of the scale. So it wants to bring up the higher end. So if you just pause for a little bit, if you feed the fever, if you will, you know, that's an old wives tale about feed the fever, starve the cold. If you've got the fever, feed it see what it's trying to burn off. If you've got the fever of negative emotion, feed it. Let it burn it off. Let it get it out. So if it's if it's negative, if it's um god, words are just escaping me right in this moment. If you've got a rage and anger, go out and expel it. But do it with consciousness. Go to the batting cages. Like I said, take a bat to the soft earth. Um, punch a pillow. Scream into the pillow. Like, uh, go go to a kickboxing class. Take a run. You know, God, I, I don't know who does that, but not me. Um, but exercise it out. Move it. And actually clear the emotion so that you can see what's underneath. So that you can see the growth. The. What wants to be birthed after that? What wants to come back into balance underneath of that? So are you attacking yourself? If you're attacking yourself, if those negative emotions are happening, and and I have to say the majority of us are attacking ourselves because of, go back to the publications, the, the, beauty magazines, the social media, we see these things. We see commercials and magazine ads and all the social media ads that say, this is how you should look. Insert whatever superficial, fictitious body type they want to insert in there or very limited body type or unachievable, unsustainable body type. And then we believe we're supposed to be that. And if we aren't that, then this is where the the conditioning kicks in. Maybe we saw our mothers dieting and exercising and then looking in the mirror and saying, oh, I'm so fat, and they weren't. And they unconsciously, some of them unconsciously, were passing this ideal down to their children. And maybe they started their daughters on diets at nine or 10 years old. Well, at nine or 10 years old, you still got developing necessary body fat that's coming up because that fat, that little tummy, that little tire that, that kids get, they get that, just before they have a growth spurt they need that fuel they need it for brain growth they need it for physical growth and if you wait pause on that negative judgment it's going to stretch out and literally create a taller thinner being now obviously cultural and other body types that's just a, that's a, it's a generalization but that is typically what happens that's what's meant to happen now if you're feeding your kids gross amounts uh, or yourself gross amounts of processed foods yeah that fat is not healthy um typically and that's a whole nother ball of wax but what do you do with the negative how do you see it if you just eye view. Take a pause, sit back, reel back and go, okay, let's let this be here. It is going to be uncomfortable. I guarantee this because you're not used to it. We, out of fear, try to stay in the comfort zone. We try to stay with the things that make us feel comfortable, feel safe. But a comfort zone is not where you are going to grow. So, using the example of when you get the little tire across the belly at eight, at the appropriate age, the younger ages, as you're still in your growing modes, then if you reel back that discomfort that judgment let off of that watch what happens, give it time, and don't put a time limit time frame around it because. We don't know how long that's going to be. You know, some kids grow sooner than other kids. Some kids grow more than other kids. It, there's no right or wrong. Yet the conditioning says there is a, a right. It should be this and, oh, going into a doctor's office. I'm just having flashbacks of when I was pregnant. And they say, you should gain this much weight and you, you know, it should look like this, your BMI, your, all of these things. (sighs) Yeah. My body blew that out of the water. I don't know what my body was doing, but it was protecting my child. And in protecting it, I retained water like nobody's business. I looked like a wood tick. I just huge amounts of weight gain, very short amount of time, like something like nine pounds in one week. It was unfathomable. I couldn't even comprehend why my body was doing this. But then after I gave birth for like two weeks, I gave out like 40 pounds, seriously, literally 40 pounds of water weight. I was still huge. I hated it. I did not like what my body was doing. But for whatever reason, that was my body's way of protecting and and gauging things. We don't know reasonings. We can't have a discussion with our body about like, hey, could you tell me why you're gaining this much weight right now? And women start gaining weight at like in their forties and fifties. I've, I've been talking with so many women that just start to gain weight and they're like, I've been athletic my whole life. And suddenly I have got an extra 17, 20 pounds. I don't even know where it came from. Why? I haven't changed my exercise. I haven't changed. Like all of these things are happening and we're judging them and saying it's wrong. It's bad. No, it's, trying to get a message through to you there's something out of balance and it might not necessarily be physical it could be emotional it could be coming through physically because it's emotional and because it's trying to be heard bring yourself into balance get the rest get the the fluid take care of yourself moderation you're not insane and It can feel insane. It can feel because, because here's the, like I said, the patriarchy is coming out of power and the matriarchy is trying to come back in and not to take over, but to bring it all into balance. And that's going to take a long time. It's going to take a process. It's a huge process to switch internally as well as externally. Within yourself as well as within the community, With, as at, at small communities as well as the global affect, <sighs> okay That's a lot. and I don't know if I need to sum this up somehow. I'm hoping that i've I've gotten this through to you in in a way that you can look at it and see the the balancing points, how how you could be doing this both um, physically, emotionally, within your community, within your work, within it. all of these things are happening simultaneously. So if you're feeling negative or ne- experiencing negative emotions. Stress, anxiety, depression, anger, rage, sadness. Like, if all of that is on a loop that's a really fast loop at that, and you're finding that you're only dabbling in the lighter, the higher vibrational, better feelings, the happiness, the joy, the love, the, you know, fulfillment, and all of those things. If you're only dabbling in those, then you're out of balance and your body is going to bring you back into balance. So if you aren't focusing on that negativity and finding out where it's originating from in order to bring things back into balance, then your body will take you down. You will injure yourself in some way. You will get sick in some way, minor or major. And if you weren't listening to the minor one, then it will become major. These things are happening as the only way that our body has to communicate mentally, spiritually, physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. Mind and ego need to come back into balance and heart and soul need to take over. And not, I don't mean take over again just come into balance. Listen to them, listen to your intuition, start developing your intuition. I think that's it, I think that's it, I'm not sure. And here I am at 41 minutes. Okay, I told you, I thought this one would, would be a little bit longer. you are doing great, we're all doing great, it just doesn't feel great, which is the misnomer. We believe that if we're doing great, it's supposed to feel great all the time. But what we're missing is there's, there's an egg cracking, if you will. You got to crack a few eggs in order to make an omelet. And that's where we're at. We're at the egg cracking stage. It hurts to crack those eggs. And you think, oh, God, it's broken. It's not broken. It's just becoming something else. You're becoming something else. You're whole. You're complete. You always were. But who you were meant to be, who you are, is very different than the person you became. Because the person that you became became that from conditioning, from nurture, not nature. And we're trying to come back to our natural selves. That's more of what the matriarch is. That's more of what the the balance point is, is your natural self. But you've been conditioned to believe that your natural self is not okay as it is. Not only is it not okay, it should be punished. And now, You've been punishing yourself for so long that you don't even realize that you've been punishing yourself. It's like that the schoolyard bully who was beating the crap out of you day in and day out, Monday through Friday, behind the school or whatever, in order to get your lunch money. And after a while you got so tired of it, you just said, Hold up, I got this. Handed them your lunch money completely poor and hungry and then through through your own fist in your face and said, "See? I got this. We're good." And so you just started to do that and then the bully just walked away and just said, "Hey, my job here is done." Well, you've been bullied like that your whole life. It's just been on an invisible, unconscious level because it's what the beauty magazines and the social media has been doing to you and all these other conditionings that say you're not good enough as you are here, become this. I'm telling you differently. Other people will, will be telling you differently if they aren't already become who you are. Let go of the conditioning, let go of the negativity And let the fever burn off. I know you've got it in you. I know you can do it. You guys are amazing. If you need something, I'm here. I would love to have a conversation with you. I'd love to see where you're at, what your stumbling blocks are, hear from you. So leave me a, leave me a message. I don't, I don't know. Reach out, say, Hey, send me a smoke signal. But until I see that message and until next time, I'm going to leave you in charge. Have a great day. Love y'all.